Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, we talk with Danielle Snyder about her experience running the Squamish 50K out in Vancouver, British Columbia. You may recognize Danielle's name from some classic episodes, such as episode one, where she played aid station hero and the master of the cold, wet hand glove application trick for Laura Reckerth. Uh, you may also know her from episode four, a pretty dicey situation where she played mountain rescue guide uh, and encountered Ben Murphy at Manitou's Revenge. But this time, uh, we turned the tables and interviewed Danielle about actually running in a race. Yep, she does that too. And while we're talking about turning the tables, another interesting, uh, unique turn to this episode is that I didn't do the interview. Mort Nace of episode two fame, Mort told me to, actually did the interview with Danielle. We recorded live at Medved Studios in uh, stunning Pittsburgh, New York, um, where Mort and Danielle um, basically had their chat and I attempted to play moderator. Uh, you could be the judge as to whether or not I, I did a good job moderating. Um, also sort of lurking in the shadows was uh, Natalie Thompson, um, she may pitch in here or there. Uh, we talk a lot about Danielle's race. Um, and interestingly, how Danielle um, helped uh, subsidize her race through the Trails Rock Scholarship. And we'll um, put some information in the show notes for those of you that might be interested in reading more about the Trails Rock Scholarship. Last thing. Before we get into Danielle's interview, um, speaking of Trails Rock, we are still running our Ready, Set, Glow uh, free race entry competition. And there's lots of details of that out on the website. And we'll sort of recap those details at the end of this show. Suffice to say, um, you do a small amount of work, you get a free race, and uh, everybody's happy. So, with that, let's get into trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of Rochester, New York runners. Oh, that's good. So, anytime. Go right ahead, whenever you like. Are you nervous? I'm not. Are you? You a little scared? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Mort Nace, and I have the privilege of interviewing Daniel Snyder, who has returned from British Columbia after running the Squamish 50K. And I want to lead off with a congratulations. Thanks, man. Uh, looks like you had a strong race. I've got some stats here. 813 51, 96 out of 251 finishers. Seventh in your age group out of 25. It sounds pretty solid for a relatively flatlander compared to a course like this. I wasn't aware of those statistics. Thanks oh, for I am. I did a lot of homework. We got a lot of notes. So. And uh, I dug deep, and mm -hmm. this is going to be a lot of fun. I was under the impression that I was actually interviewing you. <laughs> so wrong. Yeah, actually, about your birthday. Christmas led you. <laughs> you, were, you were led here because it's a birthday celebration? That's what I was There told. is cake here, people. 
Come to Medved and enjoy a slice. Um, <laughs> That'd be really funny. Last week. <laughs> last week. <laughs> Come to Medved last week. It's only a little stale. <laughs> From what I'm told, I am the first guest interviewer Ooh. for Chris's podcast. So I am fact. honored to do that. We are here in the shop. Um, but I'd like to lead off um, by asking you what led you to Squamish. I, I understand that it's Tammy Abbey's fault. It's but tell me how this yeah. whole thing came about. Well, it is Tammy's fault, completely. <laughs> so one day we were running, because that's what we do, and she said, I heard about this race called Squamish in British Columbia, and I was like, oh, sounds cool, I'm in. She was like, well, don't you want to hear more about it? And I was like, not really. It sounds like a cool name, and it's in British Columbia, and I've always wanted to run trails in British Columbia, so I said, I'm game if you're serious. And that's awesome. how it started. Okay. Yeah, it's, that has to be a pretty incredible area, from what I hear. It's not awful. Uh, the mountain single track. A lot of a lot of people talking about Vancouver. Yeah, like it's supposed to be pretty fantastic. I'm surprised I left. It was really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been? I have not yet. Maybe you should go. I probably should. I've been to Seattle, so we can see Vancouver. From That's great, Chris. We're going to move forward. Yeah. Good. <laughs> just, figured so I'd, just figured I'd share. That must have been a while ago, though, because you applied for the Trails Rock Scholarship when? Almost a year? Yeah. Because that's decided in November? I have forgotten that as well. Okay. But, yeah, I decided this is really far-fetched, but if I'm going to go so far away, then I better apply to get some money to do so and right. represent Trails Rock. And I didn't really think I'd get picked because it was kind of last minute. I think I was the last one to turn in my uh, little essay. And somehow I got picked, and then I called up Tammy and was like, dude, I hope you're serious because i got to go now. It's on. It's on. And I don't know if anyone was really serious until I got the scholarship, and then I had to go. <laughs> so. When did registration open? Because this thing sells out. It's a good question. Okay. Tammy actually registered for me. I thought it was a great question. Yeah, it, it was a good question and that I don't know the answer to. Um, it's sold out pretty quickly. I think it was Thanksgiving time, actually, because I was away. Okay. And, and the scholarship was announced in November, too, because we host that party. So, yeah, it was all around that same time. That was a fun party. Excellent party. <laughs> okay. And then, um, so you had 10 months to train. How did you feel going in? Confident? Scared? Anxious? Well, Did you get your hill work in? I thought I trained really well. Um, when did you When did you actually start your training? Like right after the party? Did you leave the party and go start I started training? to run hills as soon as the party was over. Okay. Because I, <laughs> no. I actually, I didn't, I kind of did it haphazardly and I didn't research the race beforehand. I just decided that there was going to be a lot of big mountains. So I needed to climb as many hills as possible to get ready. So that's kind of what my training was. As many hills and mountains and cross-country skiing cross-country skiing i did cross-country skiing nice. snow shoeing yeah. but that was flat yeah. why is that race flat because it's shadow? six yeah. hours because black creek has the greatest lodges to use we've, yeah. out, we've outgrown all the other lodges in Monroe county so we go to black creek for that reason oh. we'd rather be in Mendon or someplace else but it is really thankfully nice. the race is a little too big for the lodges that are available yeah, I think it's a really nice cabin to come into. It so, is, yeah. Sometimes too nice, because then I want to stay. Yeah. But, anyways, sorry. <laughs> I digress. I forgot okay. the question. 
No, it was about training going into it. Oh. So how, how you felt as it race came, approached. I honestly don't think I've ever trained for anything so hard as I did because it seemed really challenging. Yeah. And it turns out it was really challenging. So I did a lot of hill workouts and then I did a lot of long runs. And I did a lot of track workouts. Nothing actually that mattered when I got there in terms of <laughs> training okay. because uh, I've never seen mountains so big and I've been out west before, but I, it was nothing I've ever seen. And where did I read a 2,500 foot climb at one shot? Yeah, so. Well, we can, I was more curious how you felt going into it because it is such an unknown, I guess, which. I was scared. Yeah. I was so scared. And I don't... Oh, sorry. I didn't... Whatever. Sorry, Rob. It's your, it's your show. <laughs> it's my show now. It's your show. Um, yeah, so usually I don't train Just for... Just notice the only woman that gets the explicit tag on the show. That's only all. woman? Yeah. I'm proud of that. First one, yeah. yeah. First one with the potty mouth. I am a dirtbag, so... Okay, so Is this when we talk about peeing so, on the trail? So you were scared. <laughs> no, I'm so just kidding. So you were scared going in? Yeah. Sorry, someone's walking in. Yeah. Ooh, shiny object. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> Hi, guys. Want some cake? No? Alright. Anyways. Right. Um, yeah, I was really scared going in because I, I didn't feel like I prepared enough, even though I trained really hard for it, but... There wasn't the amount of elevation in New York as there is out there. There's beers. Double fisting. More is double. Is this making you nervous? It is not. Oh, okay. No. I am listening intently. Okay. Good. Yes, I've, I've run races where I felt the same, where I think the, f the fear of the unknown, it can be motivating to train. But yeah. But then you still have doubts as it race approaches. Have I done enough? what will I encounter that day and it's exciting but also it leaves apprehension and you know you never know until you have to take you have to take on whatever presents itself and there are a lot of variables going in like flying that far and having to represent a scholarship and not the possibility of like not finishing sure is concerning because you have all these expectations and if you're going to fly halfway across the country, then you better freaking finish the race. Right. In my head. I, um, I'm with you. But I got out there, and the week before I got out there, because you're not running as much, I was like, oh, this is something I've never seen before. I don't know how I'm going to actually finish this. And it feels silly because I have all these friends, and they run, like, 50-mile races, 100-mile races. I feel like it's only 31 miles. You can totally finish this. But then the size of the mountain was in front of me, and I was like, I don't even know if I can crawl up this mountain. So, yeah. I was pretty nervous. Okay. And then, well, let's jump all the way forward to race day. Um, can you give me some highlights, a snapshot? Well, let me tell you what we did when we got to British Columbia. Okay, please. It's a secret. No, it's not going to be a secret anymore. The new so I beach? Have, yeah, the new beach. So this bucket, I have this bucket list thing okay. where I keep the t running tally of everything that we need to do. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> In my head. Okay. And so... Danielle and herself. Yes. <laughs> it's been a long day working with psychiatry. Anyways, um, so I, I had this goal that I was going to go to a nude beach once in my life. 
And so we had, it was Vancouver, and there was this nude beach. So we had to go to the nude beach. Had to. And then we had to be nude at the nude beach. Not everyone in my party was nude. Okay. For the record. There's was was it you or yourself that wasn't nude? <laughs> <laughs> Talking in third person. No. <laughs> I might have been completely nude, but other people who were with me, not me. But there was a lot of nude people on this beach. Okay. I don't think I can ever go back to a nude beach. It was very traumatizing. <laughs> there was a lot of nude people there. But it was really beautiful, and there was, like, mountains behind the beach. And behind I, the nudists? Behind the nudists. I was more focused on the mountains than actually the nudist people. Okay. For the record. Um, so that was really exciting because I checked one thing off my bucket list. Okay. Have you ever been awesome. to Nude Beach? I have not. Do you want to go now? It doesn't sound any more <laughs> appealing than it did five minutes ago. <laughs> Maybe it could be one of your goals for your birthday wish. For my birthday that was last month? Dude, it was not that long ago. You didn't even thank me for I my cake. It. Thank you for my cake. And my three heads, Rochestafari, and we have the ale, people. I think your birthday was before my birthday. So. Mm. Happy so birthday, Chris. You want oh, a piece of cake? A piece of Mike's oh. cake. Can yeah. we write Chris on here real quick? No, In that's pencil? fine. I was just <laughs> saying that's how long ago your birthday was. It really wasn't that long ago. All right, anyways, I, it moving, doesn't matter. moving bought, on. You bought a cake to celebrate his birthday. It doesn't matter how long ago it was. I feel like he's done some really great things in his life that we needed to celebrate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you Thank say you. the great things you've done. The, the great things I've done? Yeah. Like the race by PRs that you looked up that are wrong. Talk to the website. I was trying to research more because I wanted to know all his PRs. And apparently, I didn't research well. You did not, yeah. Anyways. Got extensive I failed. <laughs> All right, race day morning. You wake up. What do you're you feel? Not, you're not nude. I'm not nude. <laughs> I actually think that maybe I don't want to have talked about that on the broadcast. No. Whatever. It was Vancouver. It was it a was. Of time. Everybody, everybody wishes they could go to a nude beach. No, they don't. Mort doesn't want to. It's yeah, he does. He, he wishes nobody knew about it. Well, now everyone knows Mort's going to a nude beach Tomorrow, in 2000 <laughs> in Rochester, New York. He's La making his own. Last week, he will have gone to a nude beach. Canal Park. <laughs> Jumping off. Route 65. 6 a.m. Right. Sunrise. Race day. <laughs> race day morning. How are you feeling? Nervous. Very nervous. Did you wake up East Coast time or are you on Vancouver time by that point? We were on Vancouver time, but I woke up at 3 a.m. Okay. The race didn't start till. Shit, I should know this. I don't. Okay, doesn't matter. Eight? No, six. Feeling all right? Feeling all right? Six. Excited? I, I was very nervous, but I was also excited, yes. Okay. Um, I knew. So the girls, Tammy and Emily, who I went with, mm -hmm. they had gone out the day before to kind of scout. Um, and they had saw. Uh, they saw an animal. I can't think of what it was right now. Maybe. A wolf, I think they saw. Really? Yeah. So they saw some, and they didn't take a picture at the race on the, it was around a lake where the race started. Mm -hmm. And so I was really excited because I thought, like, maybe I would see actually a, a wild animal while I was out there. But I didn't. And so we're driving up, and then there's, like, this crack in the windshield that I notice. And it proceeds to spread across the entire front oh, yeah. windshield of our Kia. 
soul, which I do not recommend because it was very disappointing having that crack. It has a small windshield, big crack, small windshield. Yeah, I mean, I'm impressed we just made it to the start. There was a lot of variables, but we got to the start. That's the most important. Yep. And I was really, really nervous. And there was probably like 250 who started, 200 who started, 251. Finished. Finished, so there had to be more that started. Right. So okay. can, I, I just had a quick thought. You're driving in this little teeny tiny car. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how, did you, how do you pack your, like, race gear to go climb mountains and get on an airplane? I had a really big suitcase. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was... Okay. It was... Enough said. Pushing, Enough. like, 50 pounds, which I'm a try to light pack, so... I had a lot of that shoes. Is, that is a lot of tech wick. <laughs> there was. I was nervous I wasn't going to have something on race morning, and yeah. I would have wanted it. So I, I actually carried a carry-on with all my race stuff. Smart. And I then, was just going to say that that was yeah. what I would have did. Yeah, because I just didn't want to lose yep. it. And smart. Mark, one of my friends, was like, you should just carry it on. So I carried it on Wicked like smart. a baby. Good. Sorry, Mart, I left race day again. You were fine. Sorry. Okay. Yep. I thought that might be a relevant point for the listeners it might be if they decide we, to go to vancouver they they know she's a competent consultant <laughs> <laughs> competent is a strong word i'll bring all my glasses and all my shoes i know i was like most people when they go on vacation they don't bring like four pairs of running shoes i brought like four pairs just in case i needed a game day change yep and i didn't i wore the same pair because you, you really don't need more than one pair anyway what, what shoes did you go with I don't want to talk about my shoe size. We didn't I, ask that's the size. Come up later. I folks, was thinking you were going I asked there. Shoe style. There are certain questions you cannot sh- ask females. Ask what shoe you, you ran in. That's all. The gear question. People. Okay. Are... My Cascadias. Okay. Solid. They're kind of old school. Solid last choice. Generation, but I appreciate them. They're not. They're not the best running shoe ever. For you know, no good reason. Might be for her. Hmm? Now, is this area of British Columbia known for any mythical creatures? Well, I was there, so obviously there were some mythical creatures there. Okay. Any others? <laughs> yes. Something yes. called the Squamish? Squamish, yeah. Yeah. I don't, is there, does it have it another name? Like, I don't know. Does I, it have another name? No, maybe you know. I think Chris knows. <laughs> I don't know any. Oh, this beer is good. <clears throat> no? What, what creature are you speaking of? Um, let's see. Bigfoot? <laughs> Do you consider Squamish Bigfoot? I'm just asking if this, this area is known for the mythical creature Bigfoot. I think I saw him twice while I was running, so yes. <laughs> Lefty and righty? Yes. All right. I saw his footprints at least out there. Okay. Were they those footprints behind you? <laughs> yeah, they might have been my own footprints, <laughs> but it well, was dicey. we're on that subject. <laughs> you brought it up, Danielle. I know. Does the general I... public know that your feet are enormous? Well, now they do. So appreciative of that fact. And anyone who is friends with you also knows the fact that I have really big feet because you tell everyone. You know, if, if I were to shop at a, su- a shoe store, mm-hmm. I would want them to have my utmost confidence, right, in my shoe size. You yes. know, I will give it to Mark that he always knows my shoe size. I've try- I think I should be a shoe model for his store but or the store. And, you know, he hasn't taken me up on it yet. Mm. I don't know why. They're yeah, you have offered several times. <laughs> I, I would want them to know the size of my feet if I was coming in. Right, absolutely. It's important information. 
Yeah, not for the entire population. Oh, should I have not said something? I apologize on the air. You look very sincere. For, <laughs> for telling everyone that you were. Do you think I have the biggest feet out of all your female customers? I think your size shoes are always available at clearance time. <laughs> row, row, row your boat. All right, race day. I don't want to play by play of your race, but I, um, I want to hear about the first climb because it starts around mile three. So pretty early on, you had to take on, as you said in quotation marks, a hill, but something that turned out to be larger than Bristol. Yeah. So how'd you handle that? Did you? Cried a lot. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I actually didn't cry. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't looked up the course beforehand and people. Had not. Ha no, I had not. Because okay. I just didn't want to know because at that point, it didn't matter. Like I needed to go and finish it, um, and I'd rather just go and find out what it has to offer than research every single part. Like I understand and respect why some runners do it, but I know I'm gonna do it, so it didn't really matter what there was gonna be. Right. Um, but when you're running with people, they like tell you, like they're like, "Oh, wait for this climb," or "Oh, wait for this climb," and so you kind of find out. So I'm run up three miles, and they're like, "Oh, the first 10k is real flat." So I'm like, oh, cool. I can, like, warm up and maybe go fast-ish, faster. And then we get to the first hill, and everyone's like, oh, this is a great warm-up. And it was bigger than Bristol. And I was like, this is your flat? I'm At that point, I didn't know, like, what I was going to do because it was so big. And you can't run up it. You're already walking. Well, I guess some people probably run up it, but I was walking up it. And, like... It was a big hill, and that was their flat. So I, at that, at mile three, I was like, this is going to be a challenging day. And, but I did what anyone would do, and I put my head down, and I just kept walking. Awesome. How Power was, hiking. Was the footing tough as well? It was really, they, so they haven't had water or rain in quite some time. Okay. And so it was really, really dusty. They're battling some wildfires out there. Um, and so it Someone had from the 50 mile or the day before had said something about it being like slippery, and I didn't understand what they meant by dusty being slippery, but it was really slippy because there's no like compact trail, it's just all dust. So there's like dust flying up, and mm -hmm. Natalie is also here with us, who's a West Coaster. No, it's I, so you, maybe you can explain it better. I think you're doing a really good job. It's just like it's like sand, it's like running on sand. Yeah, like that is just kind of. The, comp from underneath your feet. the composition of like the trails are different there. Yeah, totally. So that's one of the great things about trail running is when you travel how different they are. I think that's no, that's a different that's a different <laughs> conversation. But no, it's awesome to kind of yeah. our trails are so much different right. than they are. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think you know we were talking about this at Twisted Branch. Like Twisted Branch, it's a hundred k. It's not a Western States hundred miler. But they, they really can't be compared. I mean, Twisted Branch is rough and rugged roots and rocks and extended climbs. Western States has got some climbs, uh, but it's known to be flat. It's got these soft, buttery, dusty trails. But it's 100 freaking miles, you know? It's not 65 miles. And the, but the East Coast and West Coast are just different kinds of running, I think. And unless you've seen both, you, you can't compare it at all. And no less difficult, necessarily. We don't have 2,500-foot climbs, and mm -hmm. we don't have high altitude. 
But our trails are no joke. Right. you got to watch where you put your foot. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's just different, which yep. is, I think, one of the special things about trail running. Yeah. You travel south, west, east, north, north, and mm-hmm. everything's different. The plants are different. The trails themselves are entirely different. Yep. And that's one of the fun things about doing exactly what you did and traveling. And what I've enjoyed, I've done trail races all over the country now, and I, I feel fortunate and I've just enjoyed how different each one of them is. And they're all hard. Like, it's interesting because oh, yeah. people, like, all try to decide which one's, like, the hardest race. And I'm like, right. they're all effing hard. Yeah. Like, they all, each component has, it's really hard things. You can't really, each one is going to be hard when you're doing it because you're doing it and it's long and hard work. But it's interesting because I feel like you always, people always try to, like, figure out which is the hardest race. I feel like it was, you went out there and you kind of, like, you know, in you want to be all mushy about it, you kind of like unwrap the present, right? You're like, I have no idea. I just jumped in this race. My friend suggested it. I got this Trails Rock scholarship. Plane landed. I'm just going to wander onto the trail, and I'm going to run for 50K and see what I get. I got to do what I love for 31 miles. I get to play on the trails. Like, nothing could be better. So I guess it didn't really matter what was going to happen or what was going to come in front of me. I got to play in the woods for that many hours. So embrace the adventure don't overthink it just go out and do what you do yeah but i think it is it's really easy as you're becoming a part of a running community to get like caught up in you know i want to go faster i want to go farther i want to do this or or at least i do that Mm -hmm. and so sometimes like getting back on the trails is what brings me back to reality of like all right this is what i want to do i want to have fun i want to play i want to run on the trails and so yeah Perfect. And so we're three miles in. Oh, yeah. We're three. This is the longest interview ever. <laughs> no way. Not at all. Um, it's, it's good. So in your blog, you talked a little bit about the tough descent, but you got through that. Um, yeah. The climbs, I like. I like climbing up. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't at all prepared for what the downhills brought. They're, like, slippery, and there's lots of roots, and my quads were killing me by mile 15, and... I was really not prepared at all for that. I did not practice going downhill like that. We don't have those downhills that are that big. Um, So. And something I can relate to with my first big mountain race, as you're approaching halfway, you talk in here about how you were struggling. And I've had, that's been my experience too. And you run into Tammy, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. The darkest moment of the race from what I've read is that halfway point. Yeah, I, I was pretty, tired and it was only mile 15 and I not used to being tired at mile 15 I'm used to feeling strong at mile 15 and not being tired till like one mile out so I saw Tammy well first I saw these puppies like this was the courtyard for puppies and it was awesome and that's one of the reasons why I love Squamish is there's puppies everywhere it's like my heaven okay puppies and mountains anyways why is that is was there a reason why there were puppies everywhere I think they were brought just for me. <laughs> like, they knew I was running the race, and so everyone brought their puppies. So, I mean, maybe if I was in the front, I wouldn't have stopped and petted all these puppies, but I don't have to worry about that. So I got to pet all these puppies in the middle of my race, and that was encouraging. Awesome. Yeah, and then I saw Tammy, and she kind of looked at me, and I didn't realize it, but I started to, like, get a little emotional and was like, I don't know if I can finish this. Like, I'm really tired. And she did what any friend would do. I wrote about it, and she was like, all right, cool, get moving. She would not have it. Like, she was like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. You need, <laughs> you need to keep moving. So I was like, all right, I'll keep moving. I'll see you later. And I was like, 
All right, well, I'm going to keep running. So I kept running. Shook it off. And yeah. That's moved forward. All right. Um, and where did the course take you from there? Up some more climbs. Okay. There wasn't any flat um, besides a mile in the beginning and a mile at the end. It was pretty relentless. So at some point, walking up hills wasn't possible anymore because I was sick of walking, and you just need to run because all you're going to have is ups and downs. So I just started to run up the hills because I was wanting to move. Right. Um, and the trails are, I wish I had the words like describe how the trails were because they're just so beautiful there. And you're in the, like no one's around. Most of the aid stations were pretty far apart and there weren't a lot of people. I ran into some people, but I was pretty much running alone a lot of the time. And you're going through like these majestical woods. I feel like it's the best way to describe it. And it's, you, I get like goosebumps still talking about it because it didn't, even though at mile 15 it was really hard, I like kept going back to like, I'm like in my dreamland, running in the middle of the woods up a mountain. What else could I want? So as soon as I passed probably mile 16, it was just amazing being there and having that opportunity to run somewhere I've never run. Probably I won't run again for a few years. So, right. yeah. It's pretty awesome. Awesome. Did you take in the views? They talk. The race description talks a lot about the views. Did you just enjoy the trail? Did you look around? I know you're you're racing, but you're you're not in a way. I mean, if you're if you're gonna go up climbs that big, you better at least me. Again, I'm not trying to win it. I'm gonna stop and yeah. quickly and look. Not enough to take a picture. I kind of wish I had stopped and take pictures at this point. But I like take in. And then people were, like, complaining around me, and I was like, no, man, this is, like, why we do this. Like, look at this scenery. Like, you don't ever get to see this. At least I don't from where I'm, I'm from. Yeah. Um, and so each peak, I guess you'd call it that, I stopped. I took a deep breath and, like, recognized how awesome it was and then kept going down the hill, which was not fun. <laughs> I did not like going down. Yeah. I would have wanted to go up for the rest of the race. but Right. So, yeah, and there were people from all over which was really cool it's a pretty international race people all want to come apparently i didn't know this beforehand but people all want to come do this race because it's known on the trail scene and what i didn't look up were you sharing the trail with the 50 milers at the same time oh yeah okay. so these crazy beasts ran 50 miles a day before and then ran 50k the next day oh wow so and they like they get this hat at the end of the race and it's really cool hat. it's a sweet hat it's a really sweet hat. Okay. And the like, I'm I can't even imagine running 50 miles and then coming back and doing a 50k. But I passed a few of them, talked to them, and they they some of them felt good, some of them were in some rough shape. But I can't even imagine the amount of effort and pain they were in going at it the next day. Yeah. But it, a lot of people were saying like that's their hundred miler race. Like they'll they'll go and they'll do that to train for a 100-miler or that will be their goal race of the year to do both of them. It's like big honor to do those two races, I guess. Okay. For a hat. For a hat. Nice I hat. wanted a... For a sweet hat. I wanted the hat. I don't know. I might have to go back just for the hat. Is it a trucker hat? Is it like a wide brim? Okay. Yeah. Was... Tell me about the hat. Well, they're <clears throat> different colors, so if you've done it more than once, I guess it changes colors, so it's like an honor on okay. that scene. Okay. And they all, like, know this race director. Gary? 
is his name. Okay. I think his name was Gary. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his name was Gary. Sounds like it might not be Gary. No, I think it was Gary. Yeah. Every, I could guess a name too. Every race director in Canada is named Gary. Okay. I'm pretty sure. It was totally Gary. Okay. He. Yeah. I mean, I, I looked it up on Wikipedia. Okay. Gary. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. yeah. All race directors are now named Gary. In or Canada. Your name's Gary. In Canada. In no, Canada. I want it here too. Uh, okay. <laughs> sure. Gary. I'm Gary now. Yes. My birthday cake doesn't say Gary. We can fix that. <laughs> okay. We Apparently just... it's put Chris on there, too, because Chris's birthday is more recently, and you can totally forgot that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, who am I? Well, technically the roast was supposed to be on you, so Chris will get a birthday cake in the future when it's a couple more days after your birthday. Because okay. I only celebrate birthdays, apparently, a couple weeks afterwards. It's fine. It's fine. So you're you had a lot it's a couple of... weeks ago now. Whatever. You had a lot on your mind. I mean. She's getting squamished. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Not, not, never mind. Move on. <laughs> okay, you've got 2K left in the race. Have you figured out how far 2K is? Nope, no idea. Okay. These people all talk in Ks. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> the Canadian? Gary, come on. I know. I love Gary. Anyways, the most exciting, one of the really exciting parts about the race is when you finish, like, in the last five miles, there's this huge climb that everyone complains about. Is that greater than or less than 2K? Five miles is greater than 2K. Correct. I, I know this because the hill was after, or the hill was before everyone told me there was only 2K left. I thought you were going to say you know this because a 5K is less than five miles. Well, I did that, know that too. So I guess if we say it like that, I guess I could figure out what a 2K was. But at that point, I couldn't. Anyway, so you climb up this, there's like one last big climb that everyone, oh, thanks. Mort wrote it down for me. Do you know that, like, just off the top of your head? Because the K is 0.16 miles. You've been running for a long time. 10K is 6. More has been you? running since we started not using the Before there system. was the internet and they had race results on the, in, on the web. I know. If only they put all race results on the web. I if could know your fastest 5K. Yep. I did really, really research it. You did? Wow, that's a fast time. Mort runs his 5Ks in 17 minutes. Still. <laughs> he is so fast. So so earlier you said, Mort, your fastest 5K is what? 1926. 1926. According to the interweb. And, and you were giving him crap about it only being a 1926. I don't think I gave him crap. I said I think 1926 is a fast time. Okay. It's faster than I can go. Thank you, Danielle. Anytime. That's kind of moving, too, though. A 17-minute 5K, though. That's uh, Do you want to go race a 5K right now? Let's go. It's on. Around this right track. This, right, 44 you, laps of the mile. No, I think we got you. Who do you think will win? You, because you can fit through this door better than I, because <laughs> I'm enormous, and what I about my feet? break something. My feet are bigger than yours, so therefore... You might trip me up and break <laughs> me as well, if I get tangled up in those paws of yours. Anyways. All right, 2K to go. How are you feeling at that point? Race is almost over. Well, the most exciting part, I got distracted. We, we like, run down this hill, yep. and there's all these climbers. Rock climbers. Okay. Rock yep, climbers, yep, yep. yeah. And so I stopped, which I probably shouldn't have done. And I asked them if I could climb with them because I thought that was awesome. And then the guy was going to come down, and then I remembered, I'm running a race right now. I have to go finish my race. And Fine, so Gary. And find Gary, who hugs Gary everyone. Gary is well known for his huge hugs. His huge hugs. So maybe you should start hugging people at the end of your... No, I'm not Gary. Mark Mar just <laughs> gives you the side eye when Tim you Rutowski, finish Tim, We're going to have Tim Rutowski start hugging everyone. He's the warm, fuzzy one of Goose Adventure Racing. 
I think it's worth it. Everyone knows Gary for his hugs and his hard okay. races. Everybody knows Mort for his side eye. I mean, it's the same thing. I think it, they'd be extra surprised if you hugged them. They would probably be like, extra what surprised. happened? Yeah. Maybe like did someone and call the authorities? Probably. Anyways, two K left. Yeah. I was thinking, I better. My friend Liz, you know Liz. Yeah, like her. Mm-hmm. Okay, she was there as well. She wasn't, but she was in my heart. Oh. Because. Okay. <laughs> That's not part of your story here, uh-huh. Liz. Liz is there it in is, your heart. It is part of the story. Is actually. it? Maybe I should. Oh yeah, Liz came to me. Someone didn't do their research. No, I skimmed it. Go ahead, Liz. <laughs> Hi, Liz. Welcome to. I wish Welcome I. To... I can't even make up Liz's voice. Anyways, so Liz always says... This is not Liz's first mention on this podcast, no. by the way. She's kind anyway, of famous. Yeah. This I is mean, the last mile you'll ever run for this race. You better enjoy it. Yeah, so oh, usually... I sound like Liz. totally stole the thunder. Yeah, you sounded like Liz. Channeling Liz. Not at all. I can't even... I don't even know what to say to that. This is the last Thanks, mile... Thanks, Liz. This is the last mile so you'll ever Mort's run for this So Mort's voice in the form of Liz came into my head, and I... Did somebody... <laughs> voice of Liz <coughs> channeled by <coughs> Mort okay <laughs> 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 yeah really gonna ruin that last mile for me for every race now <laughs> <laughs> sorry Liz anyways alright you finished strong you got your hug yeah I got my hug okay yep awesome yeah I got my hug <laughs> that uh, when, when are you and Gary gonna get uh, you know hitched up no well I actually Gary <laughs> Has a wife huh. and a baby, huh. a, like a three-day-old baby. So I actually, after I hugged him, I congratulated him on his baby-making skills, which was awkward <laughs> for him, not so much for me. And he was like, "Okay, uh, you are weird," and stopped hugging me at that point. <laughs> Don't ever come back. <laughs> You're never invited back to Squamish race again. Um, yeah. So that was the end of the race. Very cool. Yeah. And looking back, what is the, is there one highlight? Is there anything that you, you're selling, selling us on this race? What you, the cut one, two, three things you're going to mention. Obviously we've covered a lot of this, but what are the must? Oh, that's a hard question. Well, you, you have to go out and do it. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I haven't raced any West Coast races before this one, so I guess I can't, I don't have much to compare it to, but the, I mean, the scenery is gorgeous. Everything they say about it is true. And it's kind of coined for being one of the harder races out west. And, again, I don't have a lot to compare it to. But it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Cool. And, but also the most gorgeous thing. So if you got some money, <laughs> some time. <laughs> because, actually, you know what? It's just as expensive to fly to Oklahoma as it is to fly to... British Columbia. Is that right? Yeah, and the exchange rate is pretty good. So actually, it's not even that much more. You just, if you can, you got to go out there and get on the trails because nothing can compare to it. And I also can't, like, explain how beautiful it was. So, do uh, randomly, do they have any, um, I mean, this is West Coast, this is Canada, this is a mountain run. What's at the aid stations? Is there, is there really cool food at the aid stations, or is it all watermelon and oranges? and? They're like us, but over there. So they're like just a bunch of dirt bags who love to run on the trails, just like we do. Huh. They're like, I honestly, I felt like they welcomed us just to, 
mm -hmm. us East Coasters. Like, I felt like maybe I was running a race around here because of how welcoming they were. Cool. And it's the trail community. Like, it's, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced it right. at your races before. Absolutely. Like, it didn't matter where you're from. It didn't matter who you mm -hmm. were. Like, everyone hugged you. They thought you were, they knew each other. But then they're like, oh, our new friend from the East Coast. And she's it, nude. Yeah. <laughs> well, <in fact> <laughs> That would have sucked because... <laughs> At one point, I did have to go to the bathroom. I had to pee, and I popped a squat in a thorn bush by accident. And I got some thorns in my butt, and that really sucked. So if you run nude races, you really put yourself in a vulnerable position. I do not recommend it. If you run a nude race for the hydration vest, is, oh, that, the is, that, is that still a nude race, though? Nope. You're wearing a vest. Yeah, if you're going to go nude, you're going to go all the way. Friction sounds awful. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah, I was just wondering. I know Vancouver's known for things like seafood, and, you know, maybe perhaps. You know, I've run, one time I ran a marathon in Rotterdam, and they gave hot tea at the aid stations, and that was really bizarre to me, because who was wants it, to drink hot tea? Was it cold? No, it was hot. I mean, it was the weather cold? No. No. Okay, so. No, it was really weird. Yeah. But apparently that's what they do there. So there was no interesting, it was pretty normal. Um, well, I love how you include in your blog, um, thousands of tired, nerves shaken, over-civilized people are beginning to find out that going to the mountains is going home. That particular part, the mountains is, the mountains are like coming home, is pretty special, I think, and it applies to this race as well, and that wildness is a necessity. Um, that is awesome. The mountains are like coming home. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, like many of us say and do, I don't feel at home anywhere like I do at the mountains. Nothing makes me as comfortable as I am. I feel whole when I'm there. Yeah, yeah I really love that, that uh, term, over-civilized. Yeah. To me, that, that, that was, uh, I was like, oh, over-civilized. Yeah, that's, that's what we all are, over-civilized. And I think it applies to our backyard because we've got some great mountains. They're not mm -hmm. British Columbia. They're different. Mm -hmm. And as we mentioned a little while ago, as you travel and experience different mountains, they're not necessarily better. Yeah. But, I mean, they... Mm -hmm. They're awesome when we visit them because they are so different, but coming home in our own mountains, I mean, each are special in their own way. Uh, yeah, and I have to be honest, when I got home, it was really challenging because you, when you go on uh, these adventures and then you're forced to kind of come back to life and deal with reality and stuff like that, it's kind of depressing. Like, a lot of what I want to do is be in the mountains all the time, and yeah. I, I didn't really write about it because I didn't want to really talk about it when I was do, trying to do a, an exciting race report, but it, it was like this really hard fall when I got home. I was really down because um, I miss playing in the mountains yeah. and, you know, our life's kind of, we have mountains around here, but they're a little bit further to get to and it's a hard thing to manage, like where you want to be and where you have to be. Right. So... It was definitely a kind of a buzzkill coming home. Yeah, and I think that, you know, people talk a lot about um, the ultra blues, right? Like yeah. Like, they're in the ultra. I worked my whole year is around this race, and I'm done with that race, and now I feel down. But I also think there's a little thing about, like, leaving those kind of, even smaller race, leaving the weekends and yeah. coming back to the real life. Where you just get this jarring thing. And Mike Fallone and I talked about this. Like, people like, can't even wait in line at a bank patiently. You're like, why are you pushing? You know, we're just standing in line here. You don't, 
if I can go with 150 people 40 miles through the woods and we're all patient with each other, how come you guys can't stand in line at a grocery store or a bank? Why are we all so angry with each other? Yeah, I know, and I, I think that's probably why we're all drawn to the trail community is so. what is... Yeah. I mean, it's like no other community you've ever met. Like, how many other races? Like, I knew my mom worries about me when I run these races. Like, what if you get hurt? What if you fall off the mountain? I don't know what she's worrying about. It's real sweet, though, mom stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, no, mom. Like, I know if I fell and hurt myself that some stranger would pick me up and bring me out. I have no doubt that someone would have my back. I can't say that about a lot of other things, that no matter what, mm -hmm. someone would be there to support you. Like... I don't know, there were so many people I talked to on the race that looked like they were having a hard time, and I was like, we got this. Like, look, I kept saying, we're in British Columbia, and like people were like, we're from British Columbia. It doesn't matter. And I'd be like, but it's awesome. And I'm like, you look at the scenery. And they're like, we run these trails every day. And I'm like, it's amazing. <laughs> but, you know, it just like encouraging each other when things get hard. And where, where else do you find that? I don't know. And so I got the treat of volunteering at Twisted Branch, this past weekend and it just even though I wasn't running it just even being out there it, it gives you the same not the same high but it gives you close to the, a similar high where you get to be with all these people you love and in, get to see them accomplish their goals and it's awesome Absolutely. So, have so. you begin to have you begun to think what's next is uh, is there an event anything on your radar now is are you ready for that yet well I'm doing Virgil Relay, okay, but that's not really... That team's going to be pretty sweet. I'm so jealous. I, I still want to be on that team. You yeah. want to join our team? Who are you running with? Uh, I can't. Um, Laura, yeah. Katie, and... Yeah. Jeff. Jeff. And Jason. Jason. Vidmar. Okay. So, Vidmar, Jeff Green, Katie Ann, Laura Rutherford, Danielle Snyder. Right. If they don't win... Pretty solid. We've, we're going to have some issues. Okay. I just like all the, of them are faster than me. That's why I'm not allowed on the team. That is not true. No. At all. No, I have a um. You I got that a, Jeff Green. Better <laughs> run <laughs> fast. Jeff Green. You should see the. How many times does Jeff get brought up on these podcasts? Uh, I've known Jeff since he was like two years old. A little baby. Which right? Oh, so you've known Jeff about six months? <laughs> oh. Yep. He can't really still, protect it. Still him. a little squirt. He can't really protect himself. So we probably so, shouldn't talk right. about him if he's not here. Why can't we talk about him? All right. Well, he should have been here. You're I know. Here. You're here. I'm here. Mort's here. Absolutely. I told him he's to come. To show up. There's birthday cake, Jeff. Yeah. He could eat more than he did at Twisted Friends. Oh! oh. Ooh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Um, all right. So no, no, any other events on your radar? A little travel, not necessarily all the way to British Columbia or anything m you want to do in the next couple of years. Put it that way. Dream race. Next dream race. I want to do the AT. Okay. Woo. Wow. Woo. That, okay. We all just right. stepped up in mileage a little bit. <laughs> Georgia to Maine, Maine to Georgia. Which direction are we going? I don't. I don't know. A couple of us maybe want to quit life for a couple months and go do the couple months she's throwing down a gauntlet on jurek oh. couple months no 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 no, no 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 i so what he did it in two months 45 50, 50, days 50, 47 days 47, 47 days. days at 45 days no i'm okay. thinking like what what do you All think right, is so a realistic 50, time 50 55 uh, 
Jeff Green will support you along the it's, way. It's twenty. It's twenty one hundred. Maybe one of the people in cahoots with me. It's and anyone else who wants it's to come. Twenty one hundred miles. Don't put him in charge of the meals in the pack. No, he's not in charge. The meals are <laughs> the water. Yeah. It's twenty one hundred miles. Jerk did about fifty miles a day. So it takes people generally six months, right? Six months. Normal people. Yeah. So maybe. Somewhere in between. Yeah. Like fast packing, but fast. Not yeah, tired. but I mean those packs are pretty ha heavy, so. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's just a dream. Okay. So we'll see. All right. I think maybe you might want to try like a 50 miler first. No, I'm gonna prepare yeah. all all winter. I'm that's gonna, awesome. I don't know. No, that's some that's some that's some real uh, chutzpah, as they say. Right? Is that what they say, Mort? They say chutzpah. Does Mort know? I have not used that word, but they I'm told they I, they do. They right? do. Yes. They do. Do you think you can get ready for it in a year? Yeah, I mean, it's just hiking. The fa For the AT? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just hiking. It's, it's not running. It's just hiking. I mean, yes, I would like to do a 50-miler. I see that eventually happening. But, again, I'm not really uh, one to look up races and decide. It's more if someone's... So it's up to Tammy Abbey to, again, anyone. To something. Okay. Yeah, if someone's like, hey, this sounds cool, and I like the name I'm in. There. That's it. That's what happened to me with Twisted Branch. And look at you now. 100 k -er. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I knew the area, but not really like knew the area. I mean, I've been in parts of it. I've been in Ontario County Park and all that and stuff. But yeah, just go out and do it, right? Like, why not? Yeah. I mean, Mark, before you decided to go out and do like all your big runs in Colorado, right? Did you did you research them, or did you just decide you're gonna do rim to rim and just run? You know, um, my first run was Pikes Peak, and it was entirely Tim Rutowski's fault. He decided that we needed to do this. We became more motivated because m many area friends didn't think we could train for it or finish it. Boom. And so, yeah, it was definitely, it was on. And we, and that's where I talk about the fear of the unknown. You're signing a waiver where you could die and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, and, yeah, I was motivating to train every day because that climb sounded incredible, 8,000 feet all in one shot. And that sounds at awesome. At 14%. It is, is it? a phenomenal run. It is the third weekend of August. Oh, man. So highly recommended. I've Not done it five year. times now. And I, I love the run. And But, yeah, the first time, yeah, it's a little scary not, not knowing what can I, how am I going to deal with the altitude. How am I going to deal with the climb that's over half of it's at 14%. And just it's a little overwhelming. But... That gets you out the door sometimes. At least it does with me. Yeah. Um, so, and it was my first experience um, where the terrain was really different and really started to get at what I loved about trail running and have since traveled to other locations. And, and like, like Daniel said, the communities are just really, that community of people is really special. And it doesn't matter if you've traveled. Um, you, you're not a local you know, they, they embrace us about everybody, and um, and I'll keep doing it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so. I believe Jeff Green has also run Pikes Peak. He has, yeah. So he just, has, just to that. keep the Jeff Green mentions flowing. Oh. He was, and um, we'll it was spotlight him fun having him out there in 2010. Yeah. And um, Jeff's great, and he, he embraces adventure like many of us do. And it's, it's, yeah, it was an unknown. He tagged along because some, some other some of us clowns are doing it, and um, who knows what's next, you know. And what are you doing on, what race is Virgil? Somebody that back. weekend? Yeah. Uh, Goose Adventure Racing is sending a team to 30-hour uh, 
North American Adventure Racing Championship down in PA. Oh. Tim Rutowski, Tim Howland, Rob Feisner, and myself, uh, four-man team going down, doing our 30-hour, my first 30-hour. The other boys have done. I like how your voice far. fluctuated when you were excited about talking about it. Yeah, I'm It excited. was like kind yeah, of like, a, like you were announcing someone coming in at the end of a race. Was that projecting? Prob- yeah, that's probably why you're a race director, huh? I, well, I have a big mouth. I, not all race directors have a big mouth, but apparently it's something that I possess. But I yeah. believe that the people next door may be vacuuming. They're they're blowing away the cigarettes, actually. Because huh. huh. okay. we've, yeah. All those Fine. runners smoking, what the heck? Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. You've given that up, huh? So. Never started. <laughs> Anyways, 30-hour adventure race. Sorry, it just kind of blasted. Yes, yeah, so the boys and I have a 30-hour adventure race this same weekend as Virgil, and so we will be down there. Sounds exciting. Yes, it's uh, yes. Looking forward to it very much. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Having raced with all of these guys at the same time, and haven't raced this far, so it's multidiscipline. It's good fun stuff. of the unknown. Yeah. Or right. fear. Exactly. So, anything in Rochester that you're going to run before you leave for the AT? I don't know if the AT. It's just in the work, so I don't want to put it to paper. We got a lot of awesome races in the fall and in the winter, if you haven't heard. Some great snowshoe races. She does race with us there in the winter. She yeah. got her six hour last couple Yeah, years. I did the six hour. I like Penguin that. Penguin hat and all. I'm yep. going to try the six hours this year, I think. You can't miss it. I'll totally be there. Yeah, I, I missed just, it last year. Ooh. I just kind of, I'm a show upper. Mm-hmm. I just kind of sh- show up. Yeah, so. whether you're working or whether you're running, you're showing up. Yeah, so, I mean, yep. yeah, I'm sure I will race a lot these upcoming months. I just don't have, I'm not a race calendar girl. I just kind of. Mm-hmm. Someone says, let's do it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Put me in. <laughs> Put me in, coach. Sign me up. Trails Rock's foot in the bill. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you to Trails Rock for helping me get out there. I, again, if it wasn't for them, I, I don't think that would have happened. I think yeah. it would have just been one of those things that we talked about and we didn't ever follow through with. Like, oh, that cool race. But right. nope, we did it. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm not sure I have anything else. Yes, that, that uh, roast was not that bad. No. no. No, he was. He got you more nervous than he actually did the roast. I know. What was I more nervous for? Being interviewed by Mort or running the race? Interviewed by Mort. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she could be so intimidated by old Mort. You know, he just, he's a big, lovable, huggable teddy bear. I, I really don't get it um but you know everybody's perspective is a little bit different i guess but uh huge props to danielle and tammy both for finishing that race uh it sounds like quite a beast and uh props to trails rock for uh, providing such an awesome scholarship program additionally you may have heard danielle mention the other beast the twisted branch trail run And you may wonder why we're not having a Twisted Branch episode right now. But trust me, we are. We will hear a lot more about that amazing race in the very near future. Suffice to say, it was a uh, life experience that I won't ever forget. Um, And it was a, a rousing success by any measure. So future episodes, we will get deep into the Twisted Branch uh, post-race breakdown. 
But I want to take at least one second to mention that it was a rousing success, thanks in part to the amazing amount of work of preparation that Scott McGee put into the race and the army of volunteers and fans that um, came out and helped all of the runners make it through 65 miles of tough terrain. It was pretty special. And now about that contest for free entry into the Trails Rock Ready, Set, Glow race. Um, all you have to do is tell uh, friends and strangers about the podcast. Uh, very similar things that we ask you to do at the end of the show. Um, you like the Facebook page, you get one entry into the pot, into the contest. You share the Facebook page, you get two entries. Write a review on iTunes, three entries. Uh, come up with other creative ways to share the podcast. You know, shave the logo in your dog. Uh, perhaps put it on your child's backpack as they swing from the school bus flagpole. Um, any ways that you want to come up with it, uh, share that on the Facebook page as well, and you will get three entries into the contest. On September 14th, I'll tally up the total number of entries, pull one lucky person's number, and they will get an entry into the race. The only caveat being that they will then agree to be a guest on the show to discuss their race experience. We all win that way, see? And uh, with that, we'll wrap up episode 11. Uh, thank you for listening and for sharing this with your friends. Like us on Facebook, rate the show on iTunes, tweet us on Twitter, use the feedback form. But most importantly... Get out there and create more running stories. This podcast could not exist without you, your ears, and your legs. So thank you so much for listening. Um, and remember, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you lost. See you out there.